Hey, J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Want to show support for your favorite podcast at the end of the world? Want to look good while doing it? Then be sure to go to our store on Teespring and buy our year one shirts. That's right, these exclusive shirts will only be available until midnight on January 1st, 2020. After that, they will be vaulted, never to be seen again in store. So get them while you can. Plus, if you join our official Facebook group, you can get an exclusive discount code and join in on community events where we offer prizes to our top participants. February just so happens to be Fan Fiction February, where our community members are writing their own fan fiction about the characters in the podcast. Anyway, that's it from me, and I'll see you after the episode. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. You are awash in colors you have never imagined and will never be able to imagine again. Strands of the air around you flash by in a tie-dye streak, then darkness. I'm gonna do something I shouldn't do and offer you a deal. Some bozo in acquisitions pulled an undead for whatever reason. They are, they are technically edible, but uh, within a few hours, they will give you uncontrollable diarrhea. We come hunting whites. I think I was in prison because of a play I wrote. And the door opens to reveal an expansive library. Old Man Gang found me. We need to strike at the heart of their organization, at their headquarters, and soon, while they still think I'm dead. The inky blackness of that light, that not light, vanishes it, 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 at a speed you couldn't have predicted. I couldn't do it. It was too, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I failed. But Kev, I I left your suit outside of the bunker. I can't I can't come for you. We can't He tr- saved my life. So did I. Good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Now then, you may all remember that not too long ago, I took Potterblatt's patented WHB out to the collapsed quarter to find an encroacher. Well, while I did not discover anyone new there, I did discover that area is Filled to the brim with, you guessed it, opportunity. Yes, dear listeners, as I speak and you listen ever so closely to my voice, management has sent some of our most dedicated and loyal workers to begin operations in the collapsed quarter. For what reason, you ask? Well, before we get into that, I think it's time we took a look at what we may be missing in our lives. After all, our beloved overseers are such giving creatures, and they... I don't think it's a good idea. Do not think, young J. Mark. Act! Be spontaneous. 
You are finally free to be who you wish to be, and yet here you are once again following the whims of another. It's not like that. Look, I get that you want to do something, and I do too. I mean, that's why I was in the class quarter in the first place, but Mitch, he doesn't- He is a coward. He hides behind words and plans, but I am- Don't talk about him like that. Not to me. My, uh, my apologies. Look, I appreciate everything you've done for me. You taught me how to survive, but Mitch taught me, taught all of us, Manny, Kev, he taught us how to live. I see. I'll tell you what, why don't you sit in on a game with us? You don't have to play or anything, just listen, and you'll see what I mean, and then no. you can... I think not. I have some errands I must attend to. What the strock are you doing on our channel again? Young Mitch. Right on schedule, I see. Get out. Jay. Jay Yang is dangerous. He's angry. And he has every right to be. It doesn't mean we can just cut him off. It's more than that. If you're not careful- I'm not the same lost idiot you found half a year ago, Mitch. Guys, can we just get into the game now? Yeah. Hey, good idea. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the game's got some good stuff. Uh, Balderdash. Balderdash welcomes the team back with cheers. You guys have returned from the rafters. Uh, it looks like the town is cleaning up from uh, where some, some limbs and some body parts have fallen from hundreds of feet up and landed on the, the cold stone floor and kind of splattered everywhere, so they're mopping some stuff right now. Uh, but they they see you guys, and as far as they can tell, you are victorious! Yay! Mm -hmm. uh, Mayor Bucket uh, walks up to you guys like, We don't know what y'all did up there, but it looks like you, you took the undead bastard down. It looks like it was, it was poor Maggie all along. Oh, poor dear. You uh, you did such a good job. I feel like feel like we're off your reward. So I want y'all to have this. And he starts uh, he starts leading you guys towards uh, the arsenal that Flood had been guarding. He's like, I I know that we don't have a whole lot in this town, but well, we got we got one thing of value left. We got a I got I got an old silver goblet. And, uh, I don't know what money's worth around here anymore, but it seems like you may have killed off a big old threat, so in the name of our safety, I wanted to give you this. And he starts, uh... Torrin's eyes get as shifty as lizard eyes can possibly get. So standard shiftiness. Yes. Um, he starts unlocking the arsenal. Uh, it sounds like he's trying to get your, uh, the silver goblet for it, you guys. Y y oh, you know, um... Why don't we just say that uh, we we did this out of the goodness of our hearts? Um, you, you don't need to give us anything like like a silver goblet. Uh, I think I think we'll be okay. Hey, uh, you know what? Roll your persuasion on that. <laughs> Vert, go ahead. Well, while he does that, Torin makes sure his uh, halberd is strapped to his back, and he's very obviously holding sword and shield to distract from his newly silvered blade. That's a 23. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> make a bucket. 
turns around with his hand to his heart. He says, well, that, well, that's just the sweetest thing. Uh, you know, that's probably a good thing. I stole I... the goblet. <laughs> what? Listen, I'm really sorry. I just, we needed silver to fight against the undead. And so we got McKean to help us with the silver goblet. And I realize now that there was no point because the white got away, but I just, I wanted to be honest with you. I stole the goblet. And Twilight is still holding the, the white bracer armor mm -hmm. and like looking at it and uh, trying to consider what to do. And it's like, I don't know if I can make it up to you, but I, I guess if you want this, uh, that could be one way to make up for it. What's that? Uh, it's armor from the white. Maggie didn't have armor. Yeah, but this is... D do you want it? He sniffs it. Never mind, I'm gonna just hold on to this. <laughs> but I just, I'm really sorry for taking for taking that from you. I know it wasn't right. Oh, it's alright. And he, he's like, as long as you got the goblet. I mean, I was gonna give it to you anyway. It just seems a little redundant now. I can't give you two goblets. That would be crazy. <laughs> Don't you need a spare bucket? Do I? He checks his bucket, and now he looks a little hurt. Is, is there something wrong with my bucket? No, no, your bucket's great. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> he starts siddling backwards away from you. Don't know what's wrong with my bucket. Talking about my bucket. My bucket's just fine. Tell about my bucket. His voice is fading away as he just leaves us. This bucket is a bucket, bucket. It's a bucket. It's a nice bucket. Thank you. And he walks away. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Selena uh, meets you guys there at the arsenal and she's got a bag of something and she's like, are you guys okay? Mostly? Uh, I, I, could I, Selena, could I just go and lie down for a bit? Yeah, of, of course. And uh, Twilight sidles past her and heads into her shop mm -hmm. um, and just goes on, goes in and like lies down on the floor. All right. Twilight's a little depressed. Okay, Twilight, Twilight goes and lays down. How about you guys all come here? I, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you guys. It looks like, it looks like you helped us. It looks like you did a good job here. I mean, it's a shame about Maggie, but uh, I mean, she was already dead. What are you gonna do, right? Here, I wanted, I wanted to give you guys these, and she's got a big full bag of ripe, never ever berries, and she says, "Now I know what you're thinking, and I don't." I thought you wanted to congratulate us. Yeah. Look, this is my stock of Never Ever Berries. The potions are good, but they're not filling. I know you guys are probably going to keep traveling on now that you've taken care of your white. So, I, I want to give you guys some kind of a food supply. Here. This way you can, you know, you can go off and do whatever you need to do and, and keep saving people. Well, you did say that they had alternative uses, uh, and he's looking at Doran. Well, if we ever need to sabotage a giant. Uh, that's Torin, the spirit. You're the, uh, Torin, you're the survival-y boy, right? Yes. Uh, go ahead and give me a survival, a survival roll. Survivor roll. Sur go ahead and do a survivor, uh, yeah, what was, what was the last season before it got taken off the air? Uh, what, what, survivor... Underground, or was it Survivor? Was that the volcano season? 
Uh, the last season. Of Does that Survivor... get a proficiency bonus? Yes, if you have. Oh it. no! The last season of Survivor took place during the Encroacher War. So seventeen. Oh God, Survivor Encroacher War. That was a good season. It was. Okay, sorry. Uh, so you're, you got fifteen or higher. So I rolled a twelve plus the survival plus my proficiency bonus. So seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. Looking at this bag of berries, uh, if you space it out and you do it smart, you realize you could make this last a full week. Hmm. Is that how many meals per day per person? Yeah, like it, it'd be, it'd be small rations, but you think, uh, or Torin. Jordan, you think you could make this last between the three of you for a week? This is a lot of berries. Only I wasn't held down by the provided by the terrain option of my fine food and fresh water for myself and five others. No, you've you've found the food. You're holding a bag of food. <laughs> now, if only we had fresh water. Yeah, if you could, if and you buckets. get, uh, you get some water in your water skins already, but I don't know. I mean, you don't want to use the well here, but who knows? Maybe Obviously. you space these out. Space these out enough. Find enough water to counter the painful diarrhea. Uh, just about make it. Twilight from laying on their back kind of speaks out into the ether, like knowing everyone's there, and just goes, But what are we going to do? We don't have Debilica. We don't have the white. We don't know where we're going. We're just... What's the point? To slay vile devils and one day survive enough to escape. You hear, uh, you hear a familiar voice say, It's always so racist the way you talk about devils. And, uh, phasing back into existence is Debilica. She has returned from whatever errand she was running, uh, when you guys were fighting Plog. Twilight looks at Debilica and then tosses, um, tosses... What did I steal from Plugs? Armor. His horns? Horns, right? Yeah. Tosses Plug's horns at, at her floating image. He's dead. You're welcome. Good. I kind of hated that guy. Kind of like we hate you? Probably similar, yeah. Mm. Floating vile devil. We have one question. Yeah, go ahead. We may not have captured the beast in our battle, but who yeah, is see. the one known as... Dorcas. Do, do, Dorcas. Uh, I'm not. Is that is that a species of whale? Vert, no. you also heard the speech. Wait, wait, hold on. I haven't heard Orcus. Who's talking about Orcus? Your uh, the, stupid zombie. Yeah. Orcus is a demon. One of the demon lords. You see, us devils and demons are a very different species, which is why every time you're like, Oh, I'm a demon. It always it always comes off as just a smidge discriminatory. Okay, how about vile creatures and I will kill you all. Demons and devils have been in a blood war for as long as we can remember. Orcus is the demon lord of undeath. And if this white's coming from Orcus, then, then that could be bad news for us. Why would we care? I mean, the demons aren't the one who locked us away. I... Mm, Orcus cares about the spread of undeath and an assault on life 
he, he, he thinks life as, as almost like a bacterial infection and undeath being a, a pure form of existence. So if Orcus were to come to our little prison, he would kill every single person instantly and turn them into an army of undead and take the demiplane and make it his own. Hmm. And that would mean that we all die. So, I was thinking, maybe you guys finish your mission. And with that, Twilight tosses the white braces down at the uh, Billica's feet and goes, it killed itself. Yeah, they tend to do that. Should have known not to trust you guys with this, but uh, desperate times. Did you see which way its icker flew off? Uh, away from the town. the town. Away from the town. Can you give me a direction? Give me like a little pointy fingers, maybe? Like a little, little smidge? Twilight it, points at wherever the Icker flew. Yeah, it was, uh, it was back towards where the Shattered Mansion was. Yeah, yeah, towards the Shattered Mansion. Oh, well, that's no problem. You probably just, It probably just went further into the maze. Well, come along then. No time to waste. I know the way through the Shattered Mansion. We can keep going further into the center of the castle. We'll find the white, I'm sure. See, annoying companion, you didn't fail. You simply found us a new mission. To slay vile demons. Devils? Wait. De- yes, demons. Sorry, and devils. So we'll kill all of you, don't worry. We'll get to you eventually. <sighs> all the one captors gotta go. Helps. One only helps. Uh, follow me. And she starts, uh, she floats off through the wall of, of Selena's, uh, hut and starts making her way to back towards the shattered mansion. Uh, what do you guys do? Hmm. Can we long rest? I'm pretty sure I still have like two holes in me. There is going to be time for a long rest, uh, on this journey, uh, so I guess what I'm asking is, what do you want to do uh, before you leave town uh, with limited time available to you? Well, I guess Torin goes to stand over Twilight looking at him, confused by his current mood. Twilight. What's wrong? Look, I know that I'm normally like, hi, I'm Twilight. Let's go and make buddies and friends and all that good stuff. But I just, what's the point? I don't, look, we either go with the Bilica, who hasn't told us anything, who for all we know is just waiting for us to suffer eternally, or we work with this Orcus person who plans on killing us, which honestly sounds better than suffering eternally. Or we live in this town where the only thing to eat involves painful, constant diarrhea so much that we need a bucket. So what's the point? <laughs> Torin just laughs and spits a tiny glob of acid on the side. It hisses. Just lifts Twilight by the shoulders and looks him straight in the eyes and says, You're forgetting the third option. We fight. We fight and we save all of these people. With my strength, your light, 
that even with your heritage, you seem to have, and Vert's murderous intellect, nothing has stopped us yet. Vert kind of cocks his head to the side, looks over, and then shrugs. Yes, as I was saying, nothing has stopped us yet. What? We've at least killed one and a half devils, demons, what have you, zombies. We killed an evil druid. Nothing stopped us yet. So why do you think something is going to stop us now? So what? There's a demon that can raise the dead. Big whoop. Humans do that. There's a devil who wants to torture us. Big whoop. That's what's been happening since we started. But, eventually, after throwing enough rocks, we'll find her body. Vert goes over to where the horns landed, picks them up, walks over to Twilight and says, And this was step one. And hands them back. Twilight takes the bracers and looks at them and then like awkwardly pulls the white's old arm out of the bracers <laughs> and like drops them and then puts them on uh, their their forearms underneath the kimono. The bracers have a bonus effect. Okay. Uh, the and bracers, have not been cleaned. They have not been cleaned. Oh no. The bracers are, uh, they're a sleek black leathery material. Okay. Uh, they have the, they don't give you any bonus to your armor. Okay. But, um, uh, they're made of the dire sturge, uh, and dire sturges are, of course, creatures that echolocate. They can use their screech to hunt. Right. Uh, these bracers give you an immunity to effects that would deafen you if you have the chance to cover your ears. They can completely block out uh, sonic damage. Um, I also wanted to, uh, I wanted to retcon a little bit, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, I wanted to leave three pieces of armor okay. from from the white. You got her whole armor set. Oh, cool. What else did I get from her? Um, there is also a chest plate, and oh. there is a, a set of boots. Okay. Um, just because I know that, you know, I want I, you're not you didn't level up from this, but I wanted to give you guys some sure. kind of reward for so for what, doing this. What are so I'm boots? assuming the boots fit tiny feet, and the chest plate fits a giant chest. I'm assuming. Uh, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. The effects are that the chest plate grants resistance to psychic damage. Uh, and the boots uh, change the cost of recovering from prone to being only 10 feet of movement instead of your full movement. Okay. Hmm. Um... So I'll leave it to you. It doesn't change your armor class, uh, but these are some bonus effects you've earned as, as you get some pieces of sleek black dire sturge armor. Twilight looks at it all and goes, Alright, well, we'll do this together. It hands the chest plate to Torin and hands the boots to Vert. Alright. I have news for all of you. I've been doing some reconnaissance into their operations. It would seem that Pultrablad are swarming the collapsed quarter. They're going to... Stop. We're in the middle of something? How's he doing this? I don't know. I have to look into this. He sounded like he had something important to say. Yeah, maybe we should. Hey, you guys remember you had a book? Um, you found a book in the Shattered Mansion. Uh, we didn't go over what that was yet. 
Seducing the Seducers. You found the book. So, you guys are, uh, you're marching after Debilica. Uh, you, she is phasing through the hedges of the hedge maze. You guys remember the way through now. Uh, especially Torin with his excellent memory for tracks and trails. And uh, punching and through the hedges. Excellent memory for punching. Uh, one of the one of the more punchable memories of our time. Other than flies. Yes. You you punched a fly, which baffles me still that that happened. I'm so mad. It's instinct. And you <laughs> you shouldn't have made it so obvious. It's like the only thing you notice is a fly coming out of a door. And you know what? I've learned as a DM how to address that in the future. So just just assume from now on that you're just surrounded by terrors, okay? That's all I got. <laughs> anyway, um, Debilic is leading you back. Uh, she's led you back to the Shattered Mansion. Uh, as you re-enter into that vast courtyard, you see uh, the statue of the Devil Knight once again facing you. And uh, she leads you right by it, blows into the Shattered Mansion once again. She has you guys uh, go back into that first room, and she says, uh, could you guys bring me to, to the library, please? I don't have hands. She, she demonstrates this by phasing through the objects on the pillar. Uh, yeah, all right. And, sorry, I'm still thinking about... Okay, uh, Twilight takes her through the kitchen first. Ooh, very good. And then takes her through the ballroom. Yep. And then after the ballroom finds the copy of uh, Seducing the Seducers, which takes him to the library. Well done, dude. Take a point of inspiration for the memory games. Okay. That was awesome. What does that do? So I guess I haven't given anyone inspiration yet. Uh, you get no, to... in fact, I've done it a lot. I've given a lot of inspiration. Okay. The Bardic Variety. Okay, DM inspiration is that you get to pick an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, and give yourself advantage on it. Ooh. But you only get you only get one. You get one inspiration. Okay. And then when you use it, like you can't stockpile them. You get one. Okay. And then if you do something really cool, uh, the DM gives you another one. So I'm giving you inspiration for remembering, remembering the puzzle. That was remembering awesome. the puzzle. Yeah. I don't remember the specific items, but I just remember how to get there. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, so yeah, Debilica leads you back to the library. Okay, and Twilight says, wait, uh, I feel really bad, but I think I took someone's book in there. I just, uh, it's probably nothing. Uh, you, uh, are you gonna let her open the door? Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to do it. Oh, uh, okay. So, I put the puzzle version of Seducing the Seducer, not my copy, into yes. the hole, and the door opens into the library. Yeah, that puzzle version dissipates in the lock and the door opens and you're back in the library. You see that Lemure uh, sitting there again. Uh, he has found a different book to read, it seems. Oh. And he is uh, he doesn't even look up when you enter the room. What's the book he's reading? Uh, it is a copy of Seducing the Seducers. Oh, okay. Just another copy. He's got It's, an, it's a library. He's got yeah. a lot. Uh, Twilight, Twilight goes by and goes, Hey, I'm real sorry I took that, but I'm glad you found another copy. The Lemure looks up at you and it says... Twilight gives it a thumbs up. It goes back to its reading. Um, it adjusts its little glasses. Oh, it's got little glasses on, and it looks like he's got maybe a cup of warm milk. Okay. And uh, but like real warm. Oh. Uh, and then uh, 
like by the look, there's like steam coming off of it. Oh. And like something's floating. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he goes back to it. <laughs> is oh, the book see, in yeah. Braille? Because I imagine they don't have eyes. Oh, they have eyes for sure. Um, he's he's just reading. He's reading. He's he's. You can see that he's like tracing the the lines with his finger, and leaving like a little slime trail. Oh. He keeps getting stuck, and he's got to reset. Mm. Um. Tries to turn a page, gets stuck to his hand, and he's got to like flap with it a little bit. No, but yeah, you guys are back to the library. Minutes on what this thing's doing. Uh, uh, I'm painting a word picture. Uh, Debelka <laughs> uh, leads you. Uh, through uh, a few of the hallways of books, just stacks and stacks of books. Can I roll, like, perception to see if there's anything that stands out to me? Yeah, how about everyone roll perception? See if you see an, if an interesting title catches your eye. That's a 20. Duh. Is that Nat? No. Okay, I got a 20. I got a 21, not Nat. 17 plus 3 plus 2. Okay, so it sounds like all of you guys... All of you are drawn twenty-two to, to two books in particular. Okay. Um, one is this. Um, that as you go by, it looks like most of the books in here are copies of Seducing the Seducers. <laughs> uh, it looks like there are shelves and shelves of it. Uh, some of the books are written in languages that you can't decipher, um, that you, or that you've never seen before, or that don't seem to be any kind of language. Some of them look like they may be written in code. But for the most part, every now and then you come across a book that looks like you might be able to read it. One of those books is a diary, uh, it looks like. It says, it says, The Diary of Roxrick on the spine. How do you spell Roxrick? Uh, R-O-X-R-I-C. Okay. The Diary of Roxrick. It is a green, leather-bound uh, book. Were they known as The Roxrick? Uh, apparently not. It just says, uh, Roxrick's, or it says the diary of Roxrick. Twilight grabs the book and opens it up as, as they are following Dibelica. Uh, the, uh, the opening page states that this is Roxrick's Tome of Green Blood. Uh, and he says that I spent a millennia of life, uh, I spent a millennia of life searching the world and causing mayhem, and only in the last century did I try to look for my effect on the world. And you turn the page, uh, and you see what looks very similarly to a, um, a family tree. And... Vert, could you could you roll your? Let's see. History, right? Uh, well, I guess that's It would be, I believe, this would be an Arcana check. Okay. For for uh, the history of something very, very powerfully magical. Uh, twenty again. Twenty again, absolutely. Uh, you recall Roxrick was the name of an ancient green dragon. Hmm. Wow. Uh, this isn't this isn't something that Roxrick was not a particularly famous dragon. Only those who really understand the lore and history of dragons have heard the name Roxrick before. What language is this written in? This is written in Draconic. Oh, nice. so I can't even read it. I can oh, read so, it. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean. So Twilight Twilight picks up this book that's green and leather bound and, and clearly not a copy of Seducing Seducers and like opens it, 
and just goes eh, and tosses it behind them. I guess I guess whoever catches it catches it. Oh, Vert's gonna like die for that book. Yeah, Vert, you get it. You get <laughs> Roxrick's uh, the Diary of Roxrick, aka Roxrick's Tome of Green Blood. Does Vert read Draconic? Yes, he does. Oh. And he feels very strange about it. He doesn't. He just he starts reading it because he understands it, but uh, doesn't realize that it's written in Draconic. Um, yeah. So as you're reading this book in Draconic, you learn that Roxrick, he he literally spent uh, a thousand years alive, but it seems in his the last century, uh, with, with his his sneaky ways, he was a very shapeshiftery kind of dragon. Hmm. Um, in the last century. He felt this sort of ennui, and he wanted to know what effect his life had on the world. So, uh, what he ended up finding is all of the all of the creatures and people that he created through his trickery and his magic. Um, what he accidentally made with this diary is a list of all of the beings that spawned as a result of his power. There are tribes of green dragonborn and several dragonkin recorded in this tome. There's a, a green wyvern. And uh, there is a small passage in the end about a human woman born with a poisonous kiss that killed all of her partners and unfortunately ended that line right there. Oh. Huh. It's, a, it's a diary that's a, a testament to the history of things that can spawn from the power of dragons. Meanwhile, Twilight's flipping through a copy of Seducing Seducers and reading it, just like, how to best court a partner. Alright, it says something about no. Oh, it's not an instruction manual. We're going to get to what that is in a second. (laughs) Wow. Uh, But, uh, Vert, I was wondering what you thought about this. So this looks like it's about a green dragon who was very interested in how his his life was, uh, was impacting the rest of the world. Look, kind of looks over, Vert looks over at Torn. So, uh, which, uh, which, which line do you hail from? I hail from, I don't know, Black Dragon. Uh. That would be, uh, your dragon, the Black Dragon God is an evil dragon named Tiamat. I unfortunately hail from the line of Tiamat. Eh, well, alright. Twilight pauses and turns to Torn and just goes... Hypocrite! And then keep walking. <laughs> All right, you. <laughs> oh, joyous day. Um, so, and, uh, Twilight, you said you're reading Seducing the Seducers? Yes. All right. Uh, As they walk. Seducing the, the Seducers is a, a light reading novella. Uh, it describes a married couple who has made deals with a succubus in order to fulfill impossible fantasies. Often this results in adult situations involving the succubus. Uh, Some standout passages include a scene with fireplay that fails to burn the succubus ruby skin, but works wonders on the young wife, and another scene involving a block of ice that melts almost instantly in the creature's hand as it's dropped over the restrained husband. (laughs) The book ends on a cliffhanger, teasing a final confrontation as the couple, reunited by a rekindled passion and a deeper understanding of each other, Invite the succubus into their home for a final time. With any luck, her passion will distract her, and she won't notice the silver dagger hidden under a pillow. Twilight's reading it and goes, Oh, I hope this doesn't awaken something within me. 
so yeah, that's you take the information from that. They do a lot with sort of interacting with the succubus there. No, it sounds like the information I'm gathering from this is fire is ineffective against devils or demons. Ice is quick to melt, and silver daggers are a weakness, which we already know that silver's a weakness. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. You get the uh, you get all that information. You uh, Devilk is leading you back to the library, and she leads you to uh, a shelf way, way in the back. Uh, and, and and on that shelf is the entire Seducing the Seducer series, volumes <laughs> one through twenty three. That's canon. <laughs> Twilight has found Nirvana. <laughs> Now that you think back, that Lemure was on volume 15. <laughs> um, Devilga leads you back through the library, leads you to a shelf. Uh, uh, she says, alright guys, so I need you to pull the uh, the special book and we can continue on. I don't, again, have hands. What does that even mean, the special book? Pull on the book that's less detailed than the other books. Uh, Twilight does that? Yeah, no, you find it instantly. Uh... <laughs> This book looks far less detailed than the rest, and maybe even, like, more brightly colored. Mm -hmm. And when you pull it, the shelf slides up into the ceiling to reveal a wall. Debilica says, oh, of all the contrived, and she phases right through the wall. Exciting. Do I need to punch it like the hedges? I won't stop you from punching things. Punch. Uh, your fist goes right through it, and it wavers. It seems, uh, familiar. Curse this stupid realm. <sighs> Twilight, uh, walks on through. And so your journey begins. Debilica leads you through yet another black, dreary hallway of gray stone. She leads you mercilessly onward. Uh, you encounter nothing but darkness and spider webs for a full week. Granted, there are a few interesting sections of maze here. Um, one hallway kept getting smaller, but only if you were far away. Uh, there was a boulder, but you had to run towards it to make it smaller. Uh, one room had a hidden door that you could only see if you turned your head sideways. Debilica, true to her word and your deal, faithfully, uh, tells you each trick and gets you through the maze. Uh, but you've traveled for a week eating nothing but never-ever berries and having to make uh, infrequent but horrifying stops. <laughs> uh, what kind of things do you guys talk about to pass the time? Strength. He emits to the empty hallway. <laughs> Twilight, Twilight looks at Torn and goes, Yep, that's a word. You got that right. That is... That is a word. Quiet, you. Strength. <laughs> and then they traveled in <laughs> silence. <laughs> uh, Twilight begins detailing out what they have read in Seducing the Seducers, but rather than touching on the weakness to fire, or the, the strength against the resistance to fire, and the maybe resistance to uh, ice, Twilight just starts talking about this passionate couple. It's like, no, but it's really interesting because, and, and like Twilight's talking to Bert very animatedly. It's just like, it just, it seems like what they're exploring is a different dynamic than a traditional relationship, you know? 
And I just think that that's something that could be worth exploring. You know, maybe when we get out, if we get out of here one day, I'm just thinking, I think that'd be really neat. Well, I, I think you should go right for it. Um, you know, I've, I've got a lot of research that I, I've been doing. I haven't had a lot of time for, well, dating. He is not interested in living things, only knowledge and murder. Is that a, is that like a kink? I don't think they have a chapter on that in here. It might be in the sequel. It's more of an occupational hazard at this point. It's oh. why I respect him more than you. Well, hold up now. I mean, you know, it, it's more about actions and, and, and deeds as, as opposed to where we came from. Do not be hey. humble, modest hey, Torrid. murderer. Hey, Torrid, Torrid, <laughs> Torrid, you ready? You ready? Who am I? Who am I? Strength! <laughs> I will melt you. <laughs> he can do it. I've seen it. Yeah, and Twilight, I think you're the only one in the party who can't melt someone. <laughs> uh, Twilight melts people with their charming personality. Oh, he melts hearts. There we go. Hey, hearts. Not a key. So all three of you are capable of melting hearts, but you all have your own strategies. Exactly. Yeah. It's less melting, more liquefying. Ours are just more direct. <laughs> I melt people with my music. Uh, I, so yeah. Uh, what's the good way to follow this up? Have well, we long Twilight, rested yet? Yeah. Yes, you're fine. Twi you're up to Twilight is starting to feel more like themselves. Uh, I think Torin's pep talk really helped a bit. Mm -hmm. But it definitely seems like a part of it is Twilight is putting on a bit of a like a show. Like Twilight's worried about being the downer since they've been perceived as this. Uh, Twilight's worried about being a downer since they've been perceived as this kind of like upbeat person. Sure, Tiefling. Um, and now, uh, after a week, and by properly rationing out your bag of never ever berries, good work, Torrent. Uh, after a week, there's an opening in the darkness. And Twilight and Torrent and Vert are sitting like right by where the opening is, just screaming bloody murder, just like ah. Why won't it stop? Why didn't we get buckets? I, Bert! I said... Bert, are... I will purge this unholiness from my body. Bert, are you okay? You know, the bleeding stopped. Okay. Oh, no, that's fine. I just... I need to keep my tail at a right angle. I don't want to get my tail dirty. I just... Oh, my God. I think I it is a chance to work out muscles you never knew you had. Torn. Torn, I need you to hike up my kimono. This pile's getting pretty... Hike up my kimono! Oh my I just grab it and hold it above your head. Thank you! <laughs> this is... This is a bonding moment. Yeah, but thank goodness the prestidigitation is a cantrip and not a spell. Prestidigitation is not enough to cover this damage that we have done to this world. Uh, maybe the mm -hmm. world, fine. But the kimono? Yeah, yeah, we gotta make sure that... Oh, that true. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. how I keep it pristine. Uh-huh. We're gonna, we're gonna need purified pants... <laughs> That's a spell now. Twilight Twilight invents an entirely new spell called Purify Kimono. <laughs> My armor has hinges. Is that folly work I hear? M mine, mine <laughs> yes. Mine has <laughs> ink stains. Oh god. Okay, so anyway, uh D D. Uh Is part squid now? As you as yes. you reach the end of this last hallway that you are happy to leave behind you as you have left parts of yourself there at this point.
My dear listeners, I am pleased to announce that we are hosting auditions of sorts. Or or perhaps job interviews. No, no. We are hosting opportunities for resume building through exposure. To radiation. That is right, everyone. If you come and work for us in the collapsed quarter for our up-and-coming project, you will not only have the opportunity to bolster your application to be received in our warm embrace once more, you will also be given a competitive salary at the end of the project. What better way to finally win the competition against all the other encroachers? Be the first in your hovel to get back to paradise with Potroblat competitive salary. Trademark. Never again will you have to toil away outside in rad storms and kill on-site restricted zones. You can come back to us. What's more, it will only cause some of your lives. Which, as we all know, is statistically much better than most opportunities we offer. You see a light at the end of the tunnel, and a warm light hits your face as you emerge into a sparkling place. Uh, above you, covered in a thin layer of fog, is a shining orb, possibly even the sun. The whole area seems to be lightly coated in gray fog, and a white mist covers your ankles, or knees if you're Bert. Yeah. In front of you is a line of perhaps six people, with the shadows of more people in front of them, telling you that they're standing in a line that continues going forward until the people fade from view in the grayness. Now can you uh, tell us that again in detail? I think I did. Mm. Do you need what what part of it do you want more detail about? The fog is made out of tiny particles of water. <laughs> what are they, the shadows they, made of? They're ma- it's actually funny you say that. See a shadow on its own is not a thing, but when when light is blocked it, it creates a shadow where a shadow is really the illusion of an object created by nothing. Where is the light the coming from? Oh. There uh there seems to be uh, a sun-like orb in the sky. Do we kill it? You you kill the sun. Good. Eventually. Good for you. <laughs> Eventually. And now you no longer need to photosynthesize. Oh. So are these things like facing us? Have No, they're facing away from you. Uh they are uh humanoids. I'd say a vast majority of them are human. And they seem to be standing in line. Uh you can't see what they're standing in line for because it fades into the fog. Is it a cheeseburger? It may be a cheeseburger. It could be any anything that our imaginations could construct, seeing as how that's how this game works. So, dear companions, do we bowl through them, or do we stand in line like a fool? Maybe we confirm that they're not statues? Twilight makes their way up to the statues very tentatively and pokes one with their tail. Oh, um, excuse me? Hi? Oh, hi! Hi! Uh, I'm 
Twilight? Hi, uh, I'm Shannon. Shannon? Um, yeah, um, are you new? Uh, it depends on what you mean by new, I guess. Uh, new here, not new to the whole devil plane, but new here at this moment, yes. Yeah, oh man, uh, that's, that about sums up me too. It's nice to meet you, and she holds out a hand. Uh, Shannon is a human woman, uh, blonde hair, brown eyes, uh, nothing particularly special about her by the looks of her. Okay, and Twilight reaches out and shakes their hand. She happily shakes yours, uh, yours back. She's like, well, uh, if you guys are hungry, uh, you can get behind me. What, what is this place? Well, you see, everyone here stands in line so that we get a turn with the Ion Stone. The what? The Ion Stone. If you spend what? some time... The Ion Stone. We good? <laughs> so the Ion... Wait, wait, I didn't catch that. The what now? <laughs> The magic rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, yes. Words are hard. Clearly, for you guys. See, everyone here, uh, you stand in line, you get your turn with the rock. You get 100 seconds, uh, and then it makes you feel full for a day. Uh, so everyone here, we, we stand in line, and we get our food, and uh, we mostly just go back to sleep, because we don't want to waste too much energy and, and feel hungry again Does too it make soon. you poop? No, like painfully. Uh, I can't. I can't remember the last time I've done that. Okay. Doesn't seem to be any food actually going in, so it just kind of sustains you. That makes sense. Torrance um, slightly bumps Vert, and it's like we could use something like that on our adventures. We sure could. Uh, as you say that, uh, the man in front of Shannon says, "Yeah, the whole damn town could use it." Hmm. What if we save you from something? Would you gift it to us? Wink. Uh, how about you save us from it and then gift it to us? And then he winks back at you. And Twilight's looking back and forth and, like, winks to the guy with their right eye and then winks to Torn with their left eye. Twilight doesn't know what's going on. Twilight's just like, hey, um, wink. Shannon... (laughs) Shannon's like... What if oh, I don't. teach you of the holy strength of Hercules? Um... <laughs> it, uh, Shannon says to you... <laughs> they, don't, they don't know how to take it. you broke our DM. <laughs> Hold on a second. I just gotta, give, me, give me a minute here. <laughs> give me a minute here. Uh, the guy in front of Shannon who has been talking is like... Uh, yeah, we kind of already got a religion around here. We just we worship Master Justin and the Ion Stone. Everyone in town gets food from the stone, and uh, you know, like it's it's been all right. Who until, is this Justin, know, like, and how does he believe he's stronger than Hercules? Well, he's the one who's not hungry. I and here's the thing about that, actually, because lately, like. Like, usually everyone lines up around, like, noon, right? And we get the stone, it keeps you satiated till about noon the next day. Right? But lately, we've been getting hungrier sooner. Some people are waking up hungry. Some people are going to bed hungry. I think this Justin guy, I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know anything about these stones, right? Like, I don't know. But I think he's not giving everyone their fair share, somehow. 
But I don't know how, but somehow. And, like, I'm not the only one who's noticing. You know, some people are getting angry. What's your name? I'm Ben. It's nice to meet you. Okay, nice to meet you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, now ben, ben of the heretical Justin. religion. This gnome knows magic. Maybe he can study the stone. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, get the stone away from Justin. Please, do not cut me off this time. Poltroblad has released another broadcast from Robin. It would seem they are recruiting others for some major project. I thought you took care of this, Kevin. When would I have found the time to- What is the major project? What if we're in danger? I think they are planning to make a deal with the Unplugged. We cannot trust them. I- Why did you cut him off? Focus, okay? We're here to play D&D, not listen to the crazy old man ramble on. Okay? All right? All right. Who are we talking to? Shannon. And Ben. Uh, Shannon says that, uh, you know what I think? I think the Ion Stone itself is the problem. Everyone spends all day waiting in line, and no one is making the tent city any better by building a defense or finding another food source. Everyone's too scared of going hungry, uh, and they're afraid to miss their turn. Hey, you guys are fed, right? Uh, and Twilight looks back to where they left the horrors that should never be spoken of and goes, Yes? This is great. Maybe you guys could help us out. Could you maybe get the Ion Stone away from Justin? Sure. There's, there's, oh, thank you. There's about 100 people here, and they're all basically head over heels for this guy. If we could distribute the stone's food supply a little better, we could use it as a foundation for building this tent city into something. We could hunt and gather and, and build, and, and just maybe we could start something here, and we could fight the devils. But the way it is now, we're only going to have the time and energy to get back in line. Well, we're kind of not here for that. And Twilight looks down at the bracers on their forearms and says... Have you seen anyone weird in town lately? Like, besides us? Like, well, maybe someone humanoid, but, like, their their skin is really pale? I, um, I haven't seen anyone like that. I spend most of the time here standing in line. Uh, it's possible. Uh, if they came through town, they would have had to have gone past Master Justin. So... He might know. Uh, he's Can we at, get an audience with him? Of course, he's at the front of the line. Um, if you if you want to get a turn with the Ion Stone, though, you got to wait in the back. This place is sort of crazy. And cutting in line is the only real, like, crime we have. Uh, he's, he'll, he's very accepting. He'll feed you if you're new. It's just that you do have to follow the rules. Uh, Twilight would like to gesture for Torin and Vert to come over to me. All right, you guys huddle up. Yep. All right, I have a plan. And <laughs> and Twilight draws their uke out, or their, their loot out. Ukalute, as I call it now. Ukalute. Ukalute. Uh, and Twilight goes, I think I can distract them, but we need someone to talk to this Justin guy to get the information we need. Who? Which one of you want to do it while I distract them with some music? Well, um, just to just to clarify, maybe I, I was I think it's my bad here. Um, you don't have to wait in line. You could just go up to the front 
but you won't get any food if you don't wait in line. Oh, well, we don't need food. I guess we can yeah. just go. Yeah. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Twilight starts making their way to the front of the line, uh, making a big show of it to make sure no one thinks they're cutting. Like, <laughs> excuse us, we just want to see Master Justin. We're new here. We do not need to eat. The proof is in the pile of poop back there that we are well fed. You see a lot of confused faces. Uh, we're making our way. It's all right. We just want to see Master Justin uh, make way for the giant, kind of racist dragonborn. Hurrah! He's actually a bit of a hypocrite. Make way for the murder gnome. Make way for me, Twilight. The, you, when you they hear the murder gnome, people do kind of give you a little bit of a bird. There's plenty of room to walk around. Just now you see like a little curvature in the line. They've all heard tales of the murder gnome, even here in the double plane. <laughs> His feeds, have, his feeds know no oh, bounds. Fear his intellect. Uh, Beware his <laughs> magic. Missile. Vert, I'm curious. How do you react to this? Uh, Vert? No, I, he's just like, okay, get, let's just get to the front. Get to the front. It's okay. Oh, look, there's space. Okay. <laughs> Twilight Twilight picks up Vert with their tail and like hoists them up like a treasure, like uh, someone to be like worship. Look for the murder gnome. May his gaze pass upon you and may he give mercy. <laughs> As they're walking. <laughs> <laughs> he may um, not be as great as Hercules, but he might have twice the kills by now. So is Vert laughing in canon right now? Which is uh, he's he's trying to keep it together. Um, actually, uh, is the best kind. Yeah, he's he's just keeping it together. Um, roll to keep so straight face. The... Basically. <laughs> You uh you make it to the front of the line, and uh, what you see uh first off as you were passing everyone you see that there's there's all these tents set up it's another tent city, uh and through the fog you can see like a lot of the people here, uh maybe they were adventurers like you guys and, and they or or merchants or travelers they all seem to have a pretty good setup of survival gear they just don't have any food, um. <laughs> Some people are looking, uh, they're looking relatively lively compared to, to Balderdash. Um, maybe a little better nutritionalized. Um, and at the front, you see a place where in the labyrinth, maybe there used to have been a set of stairs, like a wide set of stairs that have long since collapsed and they're now being used as a stage. And on that stage are five people. In the front and center is, uh, a young man. Based on his wardrobe, he is a cleric, um, and he has a clear, uh, a transparent round stone orbiting around his head. Uh, the stone is about the size of a fist. It's got a little hole through the middle of it, and it's just circling uh, around his head. Behind him are four women in, in, dressed in white with veils uh, over their faces. And they're all human? They, uh, you can't tell, uh, but based on size and build, human, maybe elf, maybe. Is the, is the cleric at the front human? Or? Human. human? Okay. Totally human. And uh, kneeling, uh, just off that stage, kneeling in front of Justin, is a man leaning nice and low. And Justin, you see, uh, gestures with his hand, the ion stone orbits around his hand, and then as he lowers it around the person's head... That orbits around his head. Um, the, the kneeling person has the orb going around him, and 
behind Justin, the four cloaked figures speak out in these female voices. 100, 99, 98, 97, and they just start counting down and counting down. Uh, and the Twilight whispers to Torrance, like, okay, now those are numbers. You see, what they're doing is they're counting backwards from a hundred. Do you understand? It's, it's number, like, you don't just have to yell strength. There are other ways to communicate ideas and concepts. Do we need to kill him for this? No, God, no, we don't. Are you sure? He's a cleric of another religion. Probably a blasphemous religion of himself. What's great about this moment about uh, Vert trying to talk to us is Twilight is still holding Vert up with their tail. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, Twilight would like to use um, a spell. All right. Um, Twilight would like to use press the digitation to make their voice louder. Okay. Uh, and we'll go... Um, Before wait, I'm going to ask, are you doing this while they're counting down or are you going to wait till they're done? I'll wait till they're done. Okay. Two... One, uh, when they say one, uh, go ahead, give me a perception roll, you guys. But it's gonna be a high roll, so expect failure here. Seeing as how Kevin's so compact and easy, I, I think we should just throw him like a murder grenade at something. <laughs> it would be fun. I got a 13, though. Uh, I got a 17. 15. Okay, fail. Uh, no, this all, this all looks like what I described it as. Okay, Twilight goes... <laughs> what did we need to get for success? 20. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Uh, Twilight goes, Listen, fair people of Ionstonians. Everyone turns to look at you, including Justin. Who, we bring to who you... Looks, he's got a, a, uh, a very defensive face. Like, he's, he's, he's assessing you, you can tell. We come bringing friendship, connection, and understanding. For among you stand a traitor. One you may not know nor recognize... And we have brought he, the one of small stature and great murderous intent. He, who is known as Vert, the murder gnome. He's just waving. Uh, Twilight makes her way down into the, it, like, down the stairs towards the stage with Vert being hoisted ever higher with her tail. Um, you see the man they call Justin on the stage turn to you and open his arms wide. And equally loudly <laughs> says, Welcome, new travelers! It is so wonderful to have more adventurers in our midst, more people we can take into the care of the Ion Stone. You have come to us with a great warning, and for that, we thank you. Please, what? come have an audience with me, so we may better understand this, and my wives shall take on the task of feeding the people. Twilight moves in closer, but still raises their voice even louder than Justin. And she goes, thank you very much for welcoming us into your fair town, Master Justin. We appreciate your kindness and therefore understand that Master Vert, the murder gnome, shall spare all with his mercy. Um, Master Justin responds, uh, again, matching your loudness with uh, prestidigitation. <laughs> and uh, says, Great strangers, we are happy to have you here as long as you are here in a spirit of peace and brotherhood. There is no call for murdering of anyone with any race of people. 
but come have audience with me and we may better discuss things in a more humanitarian sense. Twilight, all this, like, I just want Torn to like lift his medallion, put it where everybody can see, and just flip off Justin. <laughs> Justin flips you off and he says, yes, a traditional greeting to you as well, sir. <laughs> he keeps uh, uh, looking back and forth towards from his wives to the crowd to you guys. Twilight is now right up in front of um, Justin, raises their voice even louder than that, and adds another prestidigitation, state, prestidigitation spell to like make fireworks happen, and goes, Thank you for welcoming us, and thank you, fair people, for we have come to bring you peace, prosperity, and save you from the dangers <laughs> of the whites. We know you're out there. So and gently plays Vert, uh, places Vert down in front, and then drops knee to Justin uh, in a flourishy bow. So, uh, he, I have one question. He, he, yeah, go ahead. Is are his wives behind him still? Yes, are, they're sitting on uh, on steps. Are they facing his back? Yes. I want to cast quietly while the uh, the the last communication was happening. Uh, press the digitation to cause symbols to appear on his back that says, "I cheated on all of you." Please have this end with Vert banging all of the wives. <laughs> what? What language? Common. All of them. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Hold Every on a second. language. As funny as this is. Yeah, you mean your prestidigitation. You, you could not write something as complex as language with prestidigitation. Okay. As, as... As absolutely astoundingly good as that would be. That, that, okay, that can you really just do would. the whole finger through the whole thing then? <laughs> I Actually, I could, a symbol. Yeah, you can make a symbol. Um, ooh, this is... Just have Torrent openly hitting, or not Torrent, Vert <laughs> openly hitting on the wives. Vert <laughs> just posts a really, like, intensely well-animated feature film on his back of him cheating on his wives. <laughs> that, can I do that? I call them movers. <laughs> They're the next big thing. Welcome to the world of industry. Welcome to the cinema. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd like to make him smell as though he's he's just um, been intimate. Oh, God. Yeah, and I would also <clears throat> like to um, make a... Uh, a frowny face on on his back. <laughs> you, you you do that, man. He smells he smells like intercourse, and he has a frowny face on his back. Just make it now. seem like he just left the orc strip club. <laughs> yeah, that's that's racist. <laughs> he. Uh... What are you saying? Orcs can't be strippers. <laughs> Think carefully about your next words. Uh, so what Not happened? All once? orcs are strippers, man. There are some perfectly good human strippers. <laughs> They're just not as exciting. Um. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think that's where we're I, gonna leave that one. I. I Phenomenal. Yeah. And now Torin so, would like to challenge so wait, the cleric. Can we just recap what happened? To uh. Twilight just did this big intro <laughs> yes. with Justin. Yes. The intent of this was to make our presence known, to make sure the white was aware we were there. Twilight was trying to see 
if there'd be a response in the audience from the white. Vert's doing his own thing, and what's Torin doing? <laughs> he wants to challenge the cleric's religion. So what weak god do you praise whilst doing the whole, like, flexing the arms in front? <laughs> we have played this game. This is our 13th game together. I never thought Twilight would be the one to stay on message. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justin is going to motion you guys to a space behind the, this stairway that they're using as a platform while the, the wives, uh, have, uh, stepped up and have, one of the wives has stepped forward and is giving, uh, someone else the ion stone. They seem to be taking turns, having it orbit off of one of them, float down to the bottom of the platform, and then back to the next one of them. So they're each taking turns holding the stone. And the other three How did covered. they respond to what Vert did? Uh, you don't see any response, but their faces are covered in veils. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Justin leads you back behind the platform. Uh, Justin looks like a, just like a young dude. He's got, like, this kind face. He's got a, 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 a genuine look in his eye. You know what I mean? Like, he seems just like, like a good, like, trustworthy guy. He's got, um... And he's looking at you with some kind of you with empathy. And, and he's got some worry in his face. Like, um, he, he brings you back behind these stairs. He's like, it's, it's good that you've come here, I think. I think it may be a message from the divine. Uh, you, I, I don't want to cause a panic. You, you came on very strong, you understand? Uh, the, the people out there, my, my flock, as I've come to call them, uh... They're a panicky bunch. All they really have is the time with the stone. That's all they really get in a day. Twilight would like to roll insight to see if they're really as sincere as they seem. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 16? 16? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he does seem genuinely concerned about, about the people. The, the tone of his voice, the expressions he's giving, uh, very real from what you know of people. Okay. Very real. Now, I don't, I would appreciate it if Going forward, I don't mind helping you guys out with whatever this this problem is, but you guys got to keep it down a little bit. I do not want everyone out there to get all panicky. There's enough tension out there as it is, trust me. Twilight goes, I under... <coughs> Turns off the presentation and goes, I understand. I'm sorry. He actually winced when you were loud. He, yeah. he was not expecting it. Yeah, Twilight wasn't either. Uh, Twilight goes, I understand. I'm sorry. It's just, listen, your, your town, your flock, you're, you're in danger. Right now, there are seeds of mistrust floating around, and we're not sure if it's happening because of you or if it's happening because of this white we're hunting. I don't know. I'm doing everything right, but it seems like I still can't stop the tensions. There's... Lately, people have been complaining, saying that they're not getting as, as full as they used to, and I know there's there's some whispers out there about, like, maybe they're going to try to to take the stone from me. Which, you know, if, if, I'm not, if I'm not the leader that they need me to be, then I, I'm, not, I'm not totally against that. But I'm really worried about my wives. God, I didn't even... Oh, I didn't know what all this responsibility. Like this... Mm, I'm just, I'm worried about them, okay? So keep it down. I don't know, like, what is this, what is this thing... That you you say is here. He's, he looks really stressed out, you guys. He looks really tired. 
We are here to hunt an undead. Okay, okay, undead. You should have sensed that, being a cleric. Honestly, I've been a little busy. Uh, it takes a full day to cycle through everyone in line. I Every now and then I switch off to one of the wives so I can grab a nap for like two hours. Uh, I just, I just been here... Uh, working. Uh, you guys don't have any any offerings or anything, do you? Anything to, if you want to join the flock. Uh, Twilight looks at Torin, and reaches down into their satchel and pulls out a uh, handful of elderberries or never elderberries. You've eaten all of them. It oh, took it took it. all of them to get here. Twilight offers a goblin tooth. From, a goblin from tooth from the king. He, uh, he holds it in his hand. He's like, um, wow, you guys are really struggling, huh? Well, no, that's from, uh, that's from a king. It's pretty cool. I have a devil heart and a devil eye. Will one of those help? Yeah, that's, that's from King Bossy. Uh, gross. King Bossy's a pretty cool dude. Uh, you guys have a lot of body parts. You guys are really struggling. Here, you take that back. Oh, okay. And Twilight pockets it again. He feels, uh, you can see in his face, he feels sort of sorry for you. <laughs> like oh um um he, he's hesitating it looks like he's thinking uh he closes his eyes maybe praying uh he takes a second opens his eyes back up all right look you guys say there's this thing here uh you guys clearly don't have anything of value to offer to join us but you could show me evidence that there was a thing here uh I, I'll let you have a turn with the ion stone, and then you guys got it. You guys got to go. I'll give you one freebie. Would you but say your entire town is here? Yeah, all of us. Um, uh, everyone, they they wait in line and then they go to bed. It's kind of a survival thing. Then so, yeah, I everyone... will do what you should have done already. And Torin goes to cast divine sense because one of these strokin days that's going to do something. Uh, Divine Sense uh, ranges 60 feet, right? 60 feet. And it can sense an undead? Yep. Celestial Fiend or undead. You get a ping. And the ping is above you on the stairs. And we... Uh uh, Torin looks up and we follow Torin's eyesight, I guess. Torin, you you make your way around the stairs back to the stage. I just want to be like, Hey, uh, Justin, how many wives would you say you have? I have... Four. It wasn't even my idea to start accepting. And how many of them would you say are alive? All of them? That might come into question. What are you saying? I sense them. I sense what we're hunting directly above us. What weak god do you follow that couldn't even detect that? You're hunting one of my wives. Now, look, I have a responsibility to protect these people, and I think I especially have a responsibility to a responsibility to protect those women. Those are people's sisters, and one of them, mother, up there. Like you're, I said, it you're a cleric, right? You can yes. sense undead, correct? I really haven't had the time to cast anything in a while. Well, cast it. No. No. You know what? I will not... Oh, you know what? No, be a fair way to do this. Persuasion rolls. Torin. I have intimidation, oh, so I choose to use that. You're going to try to intimidate him into casting it? Yes. Okay. Because I don't have persuasion. Okay. You're going to try to intimidate him into casting a spell? Uh, Vert, Twilight, I could use some help. 
You have to uh, Nope, Torin. Ah, Torin. Torin. This is just you. This is just you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's a bad laugh. 20. Net, Net 20, 20. Plus 3. <laughs> plus 2 proficiency. 25. Net 20 is an automatic success, anyway. He. Justin looks at you with the angriest look. He's like. And I choose to look back at him, flexing angrily, just. This fool from a different religion choosing not to believe. And I just want to call upon Hercules just to glow enough to show I have some real juice flowing in me. He he looks a little defeated, but very much upset, angry, maybe even specifically at you, Torin. And he pulls out his uh, uh, a necklace around his neck with a big glowing sun on it. And he holds that in his hands, and you see him, you can feel it through your paladin power, you can feel the holy divinity of detecting. You feel that same clairvoyant magic. And he, he looks up at you and says, what is this? That is what we're hunting in undead white. They possess the living. How do I know you didn't do this? Because I've been standing right here. That is my wife up there. You all need to leave. I don't know what this is, but we're going to sort this out on our own. Um, Twilight would uh, looks at Torin and kind of nudges for Torin to go towards the stage and tw- as Twilight makes their way up to uh, Justin and goes, hey, listen. And Twilight is like making big motions with her arms to kind of like pull Justin's focus. Like, listen, we're all just a little stressed out. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And like Twilight's like gesturing to Torin. like, oh, I go around to try and get up to the stage. Yeah, and Twilight's like, listen, we're all a little stressed out. We've had some good people die. Do you know the town of Balderdash? You know, it's through the maze. A lot of people have been hurt by this white, and we just want to make sure everyone lives happily, and, you know, we're just looking out. We're just looking out. Justin is staring daggers at you. Tears are welling up in his eyes. Torin, as you turn the corner to look at the stage... Twilight hugs Justin. Hold on. <laughs> Grapple check. Hold on. <laughs> As you turn the corner to look at the stage, Torrent, you see that the Ion Stone has moved on to the, um, to the, the, I guess, for you, the nearest wife. Uh, standing, uh, standing over you about 20 feet, the Ion Stone is floating above her head. And now that you're closer, you can see just the smallest wisp of black and purple it would you would call it light if it shined, but it's not light. Flows out of the ion stone, and into that into this particular wife as she gestures her hand out, and sends the stone to the next person waiting in line. And the other three wives begin counting down. You realize this wife is not joining the countdown. You realize that this is the ping that you've been getting. It's a she, the white, is directly above you. And it, what do you do? Torn unsheaths his sword and shield, thinks carefully for a second, shrugs, and charges at the white, shouting, Halt in the name of Hercules! And I choose to cast Ensnaring Strike. 
Ensnaring strikes a melee attack, right? Yeah. In order to get to her, first thing you have to do is round round the corner. You uh, you get to the bottom of the stairs and start running up towards her. Uh, she lifts her face to meet you, and sure enough, it's the white. You can see her black, rotting eyes. Uh, and as you hear that, or as you reset, as you see that, uh, you're filled with this assurance that finally, you're gonna get her. She's trapped now. You see her take a leap off the stairs, over you, over, uh, not over you, other direction, over Justin, over, uh, Twilight and Vert, you hear the bones crack as she lands on her arms, but it tucks into a roll and takes off running. And you hear Justin say, Hysterion, give me the strength to deal with these encroachers. And then there's a flash of light. And for a brief instant, all three of you can see a color that has never existed before and will never exist again and that you've never been able to imagine. And then you are where you were standing right before you were taken to devil prison. Wait, what? And what? That's, and that's what I have for you right now. What? Wait, what? Mm? Yeah. What? Um. What? You mean we're... What? We're back at yeah. the beginning? No. no, we're not even in the you're, room. We're, you're you're we're not home? you're not in devil prison anymore. You are wherever you were in the last moment before you got sucked into devil prison. Ooh. What? And that's what I have for you for this session. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. What was Yang talking about? Dude, who even cares, dude? He's crazy. It's... It just feels important. And why would he keep trying to come back here and talk to us if it wasn't important? Because he's just... He's just looking for more blind followers. He was always looking out for us, though, in old Chinatown. I mean, I know you found me, but he was looking out for me before we met, and... I, look, I know, dude. I've I've spent time with Yang. He helped me out when I was getting started too. But he's he doesn't just he doesn't just do nice things, man. He's there's this there's this emotional barter system he invests in, and he's not going to do anything for you for free. And that's why a man that old can live that long in this environment. Let's just hear what he has to say. Um, I am uncomfortable with that. And I want you to know that if that's what everyone wants to do, if everyone wants to listen to him, I can abide that. Uh, oh. I just want you guys to remember this conversation, okay? All right, guys. Yeah. This is this is important to me. Okay. All right. You should Annie? at least hear him out. Okay. Okay. Fine. 
Kevin? I mean, I'm kind of uncomfortable with a guy who can just sort of chop into communications whenever he likes. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt to listen. And with that in mind, guys, I. He actually sent me a message. God. Twilight. Mm. <laughs> it's. Listen, it's. It was on a. It's a direct line. We can't talk back to him. I haven't listened to it yet because I wanted you guys to be on board with this. But can we listen to this together? I'm, I can't stop you at this point. Fine. Okay. Listen. I understand Mitch has difficulty trusting me. But Poultra Blatt has been swarming the Collapse Quarter. They have been broadcasting outside of true reality during your little game. They have completed their terraforming technology and plan on testing it in the Collapse Quarter by transforming it into farmland. And their working bodies will be us. Those of us who are not plugged in. If they have an additional food source, they will have more power over us. It will be harder to resist them. And we can't let that happen. I will try to slow them down. If you choose to help me, I know we can stop them. Please. J-Mark. You are the heart of your group. Perhaps you can talk some sense into everyone. That is right, dear listeners. Necessary sacrifices are being made right now to build a terraforming platform in the collapsed quarter. Do you remember what fresh fruit tastes like? The sweet or tart flavors that we allowed you to experience when you were still plugged into our patent technology? Do you long for losing yourself among giant stalks of corn and instead of among corpses of fellow encroachers? We at Potrablat understand that proper nutrition makes for proper workers, and proper workers make for statistically happier societies. So sign up now for our big project that we are calling Terra Heart, turning land into food and hearts towards love. Thank you, listener, and keep living your truth. Hey, J-Mark again. We here at TFU don't spend any money in marketing and solely depend on word of mouth. And to show our appreciation for people talking about our show, we use your names for our NPCs. People like Maggie Brashier at Degophilia1228 on Twitter, who we named the White's first form after. Or Shannon, who we named the kind woman telling us about what was going on and why she was standing in line after. Or people like friend of the show Justin Wood at Justin Wood Art on Twitter, who is that super nice cleric our favorite prisoners met and who also happens to be responsible for our new and amazing art that we've been putting all over our social media pages. 
Without the support of people like this, we never would have all of you lovely and new listeners in our show. And the opportunity to be named an NPC is super easy. Simply tweet, Facebook, and or Instagram post about the show and tag us at TFUCast with the hashtag UnpluggedRising. And we could potentially pick your name to be in our show. Anyway, that's it from me. Our next episode will be going live in two weeks, so March 1st. Hachi, Machi, February is already almost over. Uh, where does the time go? Okay, yes, March 1st, so we will see you then, and remember... The Overseers are always watching.